0: You are now tuning into Goddess Culture with Jordan and Shanice.
1: We are back. Welcome to
0: episode 45 of Goddess Culture. Can you believe it? I feel like I say that all the Every time. Every
1: episode, but I think you should keep on because at this point it's like a tradition. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Honestly. We are back and we're so excited to be back. We know our hiatuses suck. They suck for us too because this is like our therapy. So when we miss it, it's like missing a chance to vent. Oh my god, my stomach is grumbling. If you heard that. <laughs> Shout out to Cuban Pete. <laughs> no, seriously, my stomach is like digesting everything I eat today. But um, yeah, let's hop right in. Yeah, cool. All right for the news. Michelle Obama's Becoming Book. Yeah, it's a, it's amazing. Honestly i'm just so excited like I've, I've only get excited for a couple of books
0: for a few different things and her, books. her <laughs> books is definitely one of the very few that we're jumping for joy about i know though, like I'm discreetly so trying to pull out my candle so i can tell y'all how far i am but it's making so much noise if
1: y'all hear stuff just know it's me I'm only on like chapter one. I actually thought I was on chapter two, but I read the preface thinking it was a chapter, but it was too short to be a chapter. But the preface basically is like a synopsis and it literally tells you like what she's going to talk about and it gives you kind of like a brief like storyline of how the book will go basically from like her life, then her life in the White House, her life before the White House in law school and also her life after the White House. Mm-hmm. So it's really interesting.
0: Yeah, I like how it's not like it's about her. Like, yeah. yes, like she talks about um, Barack Obama. And granted, I'm only like 135 pages in. So I'm literally, I have a lot more to go. It's farther than me. But it doesn't start with her marriage. It doesn't start with her preparing for him to be president. It doesn't start with her being in the White House. It starts with her as a child. Yeah. And it's a cool perspective because, of course, we're, you know, we know a lot about, not a lot about their marriage, but we always see Barack Obama and Michelle Obama coupled together because of who he is. But I love how it's not about him, it's about her. And he's sprinkled in there,
1: but truly, it's her book, it's her autobiography. Absolutely. I can't wait to finish reading it I just have no time So I'm definitely trying to put aside Some time just to read the book But speaking of saving time If you guys notice Instagram came out with this time usage thing mm-hmm. And it lets you track how how long you spend on Instagram So I put my, my daily amount of Instagram usage At 55 minutes mm-hmm. So at 55 minutes like I'm supposed to just like not go on social media And read the Michelle Obama book
0: no, that's good. It's my goal. I set up the um thing on the on iPhone, so it's like I think now they all tell you like how long you spend. But I set yeah. mine up to like not be on social media before ten a.m. and mm-hmm. then only spend two hours on social media. And I gave myself that time because obviously God has called your social media, and my and for my actual job I have to work in social media. But
1: I don't need to spend right. my whole day, you know. Yeah. Oh, wow, I didn't even think of that, because I do social media for my job, too. I didn't even realize that that can be... Like, that's folded into there. Yeah. So
0: just, like, yeah, when you set up your limit, just factor in that. Yeah. So that, you know, it includes your work time and your personal time.
1: Yeah, probably need to just quit my job and that like, <laughs> you know.
0: That's but, the goal. But, um
1: the Next news,
0: yeah. Um, so yeah, we saw on social media that Amber Geyer, the cop that said she accidentally shot the man who she thought was in her house. Um, his name, I hope I'm pronouncing it right. Is it Botham? Bo Bo
1: Boham? Boham, it's a T, so I don't really. Boham, John, Jean, Jean. Jean. Jean? where's he from? I think he's French, so his name is French, so he's probably from Haiti. Haiti, yeah,
0: okay. So I'm really sorry We butchered. I butchered his name like that, but. She was indicted for the murder, for his murder, which she should. So now, Absolutely. fingers crossed, the next step is she gets convicted and they put her in jail and throw away the key because you can't use your uniform yeah. as a way to justify the bullshit.
1: Honestly, and it's time to see like a conviction. Like we gotta watch this and make sure it goes all the way through to a conviction because mm-hmm. there's no way you can accidentally go to the wrong house and kill someone inside the house thinking it was yours. Like, and if
0: he was, she was a black cop, they would have convicted her a long time ago. We yeah. see justice served on black and brown officers way faster than we see it on white officer, officers. And I'm not saying we should cut down on those black and brown officers who are doing bullshit too. What I'm saying is we should speed up the process for the for the white ones right if we're gonna if we're gonna um, prosecute and convict officers for doing mess make sure it's officers across the board not just the ones who
1: look like us absolutely and there was actually one other story i wanted to touch on i saw it on twitter so kara johnson she, um, she is a African-American woman and oh, she was pregnant. Yes. She was pregnant and she was in the hospital and she had just given birth through a cesarean section, which is like a C-section. And she was like sleeping and the baby was there. And this is all from the perspective of her husband. And he said that he noticed that blood was going into, like blood was coming out of her, like into that little bag. Yeah. the Where they were like released the urine. Right. So he he, this is at Cedar Sinai Medical Hospital in Los Angeles. So she she, he informed the nurses and the nurses were like, oh, yeah, we'll do tests. We'll figure it out. We'll check on it. And 11 hours later, and when they finally opened her up to like check her out, wait, before before they even opened her up, he was going to them every hour. And one of the nurses said to him, she's just not a priority right now. Okay? Mm-hmm. That's what they said to him. Who knows what was going on in the hospital? I don't want to, like, jump to any assumptions. But I think that is, first of all, disrespectful. So then 11 hours later, when they do take her to the hospital, um, into surgery, and they open her up, they see that she had, like... Li- yep. Yeah. And, like, no... She didn't have any, like, blood left. Like, all her blood, it was, like... In her ab- abdominal yeah.
0: cavity. And you know the crazy part about this? Um, the United States despite color, has the highest mother and infant mortality rate after childbirth, uh, during and after childbirth. Additionally, guess who has the highest amount within the United States? Black women. And the scariest part, well, not the scariest part, but another thing that makes this entirely crazy, it does not matter if you're educated or if you're not. It does not. not matter if you're rich or if you're poor. Nope. If you live in the
1: best neighborhood or if you live in the hood we're dying at the same rates an educated woman a woman african-american woman who's pregnant and giving birth is more likely to die and her child die than a white woman who didn't even graduate high school yeah african-american women like the rate the difference between us dying and like i don't want to say well caucasian women it's two hundred and forty three percent
0: yeah and we're not saying that we want them to die too what we're saying is something's wrong what we're saying is these women are educated and know to ask they know to say hey this is wrong right they know to say get the doctor we saw it with Serena Williams I mean she almost had a pulmonary embolism because the doctor didn't believe her when she said she needed a certain medication after she had her baby And it took for her to literally have to almost get the medicine herself for a doctor to administer what she needed so she didn't die for no reason. So we're asking the right questions. We are in the best hospitals and we're still dying. This is a huge problem.
1: It's a huge problem also because a lot of people don't take what African-American women have to say seriously. Seriously. Yeah. Did you see the white doctor?
0: yeah the white doctor who was like I mean when when black people say they um they're experiencing pain we tend to not believe them right so y'all if you're black do what you can to get a black OB right to have a black doctor doing something on you, you right because think about it your gynecologist your obstetrician is somebody who hopefully you're in a position to choose right if you have an emergency surgery okay fine but when I'm choosing to go to a certain gynecologist who I know will be the same person who delivers my child try to choose someone who looks like you who's able to empathize right absolutely i need to find a black gynecologist i had one but he quit the practice so but
1: going back to Kara really quickly now uh two children lost their parents over something that was was could have been preventable Mm -hmm. like a man lost his wife a man lost his wife like one child won't even get to know their mother this lady's life was taken from her and at this point like and Cedar Sinai is really Supposed a respectable be, yeah. hospital so like one i'm surprised and two i'm like disgusted because what if that was someone in my family yeah. or you know if my little sister was complaining about pain like the colorism mm-hmm. and the the disrespect and the disparities between black women and other women, other races is just, it's so significant and everyone's pretending like they're blind to it. Yeah. So it's our job to make sure that we receive the same standard of health care that everyone else is getting. If you feel a pain and one doctor does not believe you, okay, go goodbye, somewhere go else. somewhere else. Yeah. Like, period. And you know what's so crazy? My
0: family has, um, fortunately no one died, but my brother went in for a stomach pain and they were telling my mom like, oh, he has a stomach flu. And... It was so bad. My brother couldn't sit up straight. No stomach flu has you doubled over like that, right? Right. So, so my mom's like, "No, I need y'all to look at him. I need y'all to do X rays, do whatever y'all need to do. I don't care the price. Figure out what's going on, with my son." After hours of them telling her he just has a, a virus, they, um, my brother was on the like on the brink of having his his appendix explode because. They refused to listen to my mom insinuating, I mean, not insinuating, insisting that there was something else going on. And a piece of me can't help but think it's a black woman who they think, who you know, she doesn't have a medical degree, so they don't got to listen to her. But nobody knows what's going on in their body, a pain at least, better than you do. right? Better than the person experiencing it and better than a a mother advocating for her child to be checked out. And they're like, no, send them home. Imagine his his appendix ruptures on the way home and my brother dies God. in the car. You know? Crazy.
1: And no amount of money can bring back a life. No. Like you can sue the hospital. That's still not gonna be enough. Yeah. Because when it's preventable, you need to it needs to be prevented.
0: Yeah. Period. That's so crazy. I'm listening to this um podcast called Doctor Death and they're um basically talking about this this neurosurgeon who basically had like all these high marks and stuff like that, but like in his actual practice he was a terrible doctor. Mm. And the hospitals that he was at, like, they didn't, like, try to get his medical license revoked. They just, like, would fire him or, like, say he doesn't have privileges and he would move on to the next hospital. The people he was working on were dying. They were ending up paralyzed, like, and no one was advocating for them. Mm. So we say all this to say, you see some shit ain't right.
1: You you feel
0: something that ain't
1: right. You... Leave and find another doctor. Seriously. Anybody tells you you're not a priority, okay, thank you. I'm, I'll, I'll be moving on. I'll find a different doctor. And if you're in a position point, where
0: you can't get up and walk out, have somebody who, who's with you go find another doctor.
1: Yeah. Seriously. But Now yeah. that
0: we're off our soapbox. <laughs> <laughs> we spent Ten minutes right. talking about that one thing. All right. Um, the affirmation this week, unless you have another news story. No, I don't. The affirmation this week is I cultivate my own love story so i chose that because that's been my mantra for the past week myself um i was just thinking about the fact that like we always look at people and i think it started with me reading michelle obama's book we look at people's relationships and say goals right but we don't know what it took for them to get there we don't know if because they're posting on instagram and he's buying her stuff and she's Looks appears to be the best mom in the world, and they just have these beautiful kids in this beautiful house. We don't know what it looks like on the back end. So I'm trying to get myself out of the process of wanting things that um like wanting things for myself when I don't know how you get there. Mm. Not only that, I'm also learning in my own like relationships with men is that you truly create your own rules in love. So Think about fifty years ago. The thing to do was to find your high school sweetheart, lock him down, get married, have his babies.
1: <laughs> not lock him down. Yeah,
0: have his babies, <laughs> wash his clothes, make his food. Imagine. You know, and that was like, and I'm not knocking it, but that was the norm, right? Imagine that doesn't fly for me. No, it ain't. So right. when your, so when grandparents are saying, "Where's your boyfriend?"
1: Mind Why are you business? not married? You
0: know what I'm saying? Like that's the rule that's the rules of love that work for them. Right. Making sure he got food on the table when he gets home. That's yeah. their thing. It's not mine, and I can't subscribe to that. Hello. Not to say that every now and then there's not gonna be food here when, you know, the boo gets here, but also it's I don't feel it's my responsibility to, to make sure no that there's food sit wait, waiting on him. Because if he gets home before I do, is there food waiting on me? It needs to be. I operate, and we, we it's an equal opportunity household. How good? Okay. Well. Hello, and that's the topic. Where I'm not going to go down my my rabbit hole <laughs> <laughs> about relationships and all that stuff. But again, um, the affirmation is I cultivate cultivate my own love story. So when you can, try not to, you know, idolize someone else's love story because you don't know how it happened mm. and what you accept in this relationship could be wildly different than what you accepted in the past relationship, and it's okay to Come change.
1: And to have new ideas about what love means to you. Right. Comparison is the thief of joy. It sure is. Live your best life. Make your own love story. It's beautiful. And it's funner when you... Funner is not a word, by more the way. Fun. But it's more—it's more it's mo fun <laughs> when you make it and you do it your own way. Yeah, like, it's just better.
0: And if your parents are telling you, they don't—I mean, granted, if somebody's beating your ass or something like that, don't stay. I'm not saying like ignore your parents like when it's a clear red flag. But you know, right. when your parents are like, "Oh, y'all been doing this," and I think y'all, mm-mm, it's not your relationship. No. Your parents don't have to live with you day in and day out. Right. Your parents aren't, you know, a part of the day to day activities that happens with you and your significant other. Right.
1: They're not a part of your love story. And also, you don't want to resent your parents because <laughs> I just watched Acrimony and I'm in yeah, my that bag. Shit was wild. I'm in my bag, but you can see how she, how much she resented her sisters. Like when he actually made it. Not to say you should stay with a man. The the story is it's a crazy. Lot. It's honestly. If you haven't watched it, can you watch it so we can have a discussion in the told, chat room? I was. Oh
0: yes, let's talk about Please. the chat room because I was told I was crazy for my opinion of the movie. Oh my gosh, really? Yeah, I said I like I wouldn't go and try to kill him. The ending was too dramatic. But I understand why she was mad. I get it. If all you, if if yeah,
1: I get why she's mad. Twenty
0: years of our relationship without a fucking job <laughs> <laughs> because you want to make one thing pop. I get it. I'm not saying stop your passion, but you could have a part time. Yeah. For 20 hours a week, you telling me you? I'm paying the rent. I'm buying the groceries. You're on my health insurance you need some clothes, I'm buying them. I'm not saying, like, at some point, like, in a relationship, somebody's gonna be down and out and right. you may have to hold the
1: weight. For 20 goddamn years, yeah. I think not. I think the acrimony was a little too realistic for the first, like, hour and a half. And then at the end, when she killed him, it got was very drowning. dramatic. It got really dramatic. It <laughs> got very dramatic. Tyler Perry, what was you doing? But I thought it was a great movie. I think you should, everyone watch it and we'll have, like, a... A mini conversation in the chat room on like a Tuesday or something, because I'm off on Tuesdays. Okay. Okay.
0: Okay. Moving over into Unbossed. So Unbossed this week is a beautiful young girl named Karis Rogers, and she is the owner of the t-shirt company flexing my complexion and basically she is a girl and i think middle school like fifth or sixth grade who was getting bullied for being um dark skinned her skin complexion is absolutely gorgeous gorgeous like she literally gorgeous. looks like a barbie doll like so, so that perfect right so people were bullying her for being dark and um basically her sister her family rallied around her to just let her know how beautiful she really is and she started a t-shirt company to inspire other brown-skinned people to be comfortable in their skin, right? To not shy away from your your color. Right. Um, so Vogue recognized her. She was on a lot of like news specials and stuff like that. Celebrities have bought her shirt. And yeah, she's thriving. Her t-shirt company is doing well, and she's still inspiring right. young black girls to love it. be confident in their skin. And this really ties directly into our topic
1: yeah. this week. So. If you haven't guessed, we're talking about <laughs> colorism. <laughs> yeah. And kind of our both both of our experiences with it and mm-hmm. around it. But um just to touch back on Karis Rogers, I think it's so phenomenal when you're that young and you're able to see beauty in yourself not only in the aspect of being like dark skin or light skin or anything just being able to see your own beauty your Mm -hmm. own worth like that is amazing and i'm like rooting for her company Mm -hmm. i need a shirt like i'm about to order one (laughs) definitely
0: be something really good for shiloh to have
1: yeah definitely she's too much but um yeah so this week we're talking about colorism Um, I feel like the topic is in the news a little more lately. Mm -hmm. And I guess we could kind of start off with talking about our own experiences with it. Mm -hmm. I would say colorism for me has definitely been a part of my life. I, I grew up in New York, so I was around predominantly African American people and everyone was about my skin color, but I was obviously a little darker than everyone else. But growing up in that kind of aggressive environment always made me tough mm-hmm. and I, I appreciate that now looking back because when I transitioned and I moved to New Jersey where I was one of like three black people in an entire school I definitely was faced with colorism I was definitely faced with um issues with my skin colors and skin color and people people notice things more that wasn't as apparent when as when I lived in a as when I went to a school where it was predominantly black. Mm-hmm. So I'm really grateful for that experience because going to school in New York toughened me up so much that when I came to New Jersey, nobody could really tell me anything. Like mm-hmm. you couldn't tell me anything that I wasn't already joked on in Brooklyn, you know what I'm saying? So I was really strong, but there's little things that you you know, you notice when you're young like going to Walgreens and the darkest shade in the town that I lived in was probably like caramel yeah and this is like 2009 Mm
0: -hmm.
1: like the darkest shade was caramel like Jordan probably was the darkest shade in the makeup in those stores so we there was nothing for me and Mm -hmm. when you're One of the one of the side effects of colorism is when people make you feel like out of place and they make you feel like you don't fit in. They make you feel like there's nothing for you there, like you don't belong there and you're just like not it. Mm -hmm. And I feel like all of those feelings come into play, not even when people say things directly to you, but they come into play when actions against you happen like. The lighter skin girls are getting cho- picked to do to do parts and plays, yeah. and they're the face of uh, prom and the uh, everything. Mm-hmm. And you don't realize how much it affects you until it like till you get like a little bit older. Yeah, like you're like wow, like I'm not a hater. I just you know, I just had wasn't. Had to be on defense. I just, you know, what I'm saying, like, I just had to. I had to protect myself. Like, I had to protect myself. I had to protect my sisters to show them, like, you cannot be weak. Like, you have to be strong in order to make it through this world because people will really, really test you. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. But how was
0: your experience? Um, I just want to start by saying, if anyone's new to the show and you don't know what we look like, Shanice is, <laughs> Shanice is brown, if you haven't inferred, and I'm yellow. <laughs> so I I, I, <laughs> I would say my experience with colorism is more of a byproduct of colorism as it is uh, not exactly directly. So in on on the opposite end of the spectrum, I I could walk into a Walgreens and find a foundation, you know right. that that fit fit me. Um, however, so I'm gonna start with like my first experience that I can remember with it was walking into school. This is me in kindergarten. And a girl in first grade says to me, you think you're cute. And I'm like, well, I haven't even ever spoke to you before. One. <laughs> <laughs> my, I didn't grow up in a household where my mom was like, you're so beautiful. You're so pretty. Like my mom didn't want that to be a crutch for any of her kids, their looks. So I didn't grow up in a household where my mom was telling me I'm pretty all the time. Or that I'm so beautiful. So it never even occurred to me to walk, to walk into a place and say, I'm cuter than you or to act that way, you know, because that just wasn't my upbringing. Right. So at first, I didn't understand what that was coming from. I didn't understand why she said it, especially when I've never spoken to her or any of her friends before. And it was explained to me that she may feel bad about herself and to not be mean to her because she probably had people who were mean to her that made her Um, Insecure. Insecure and want to attack first before someone attacks her. Right. Or make a joke first to someone else before someone has a chance to, like, make a joke. You know, she wanted to be able to be the one on attack mode before someone attacked her, basically. Right. And um, really, that carried all throughout. I I mean, I would say through college. I didn't have a lot of it happen in college, but everywhere at some point school or a uh, dance class or what have you where somebody got offended by my presence and it wasn't because I said or did anything but because someone hurt them before and they just wanted to be able to be the person who's not getting hurt all the time right so yeah it's those little jokes those little innuendos that like because you got your hair done you think you yeah, yeah. like. Bitch, I had a funeral yesterday. <laughs> like,
1: you have no idea.
0: And my hair is straight. Right. I didn't do it because I came in here so people could see what my hair looked like straight. You know what I'm saying? Or even right. if I did, it wasn't to knock you. Right. So that was my experience with it. That's why but I want to be very straight. Were those people dark skin? Yeah. I okay. want to be very clear in saying that, like, I, I because I am white skin privilege is real.
1: And yeah. I acknowledge
0: that and I Definitely. don't want to be on, you know, I don't want to come off like, oh, I just had this woe is me experience about being, right? you know, light brown, dark yellow. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want that to, to, to come through. So just understand that my experience is very much a secondhand, a byproduct of colorism and not right. necessarily colorism itself because no one has right. ever barred me from a place because of. You know, how I
1: look. Listen, I've been, listen, my friends and I, when we were like 21, we went to Vegas for the first time. I think I told this story before. And Bow Wow, yeah, Lord protect him. He had a VIP going on. And his VIP manager was like, I didn't try to get into his VIP because we were in our own little section. But a couple other girls were going into his VIP and... He actually told them no dark skinned girls. Wow. Allowed. Like verbatim, no dark skinned girls. Can you believe? So like the experience. I'm, I'm okay, finish. Finish
0: because <laughs> I'm about to light his ass up. The
1: experience for dark skinned people have been so different because we've received backlash from white people we really received backlash from black people who are lighter than us we've received imagine looking at the color spectrum and you know dark skin is like you know the color goes from light to dark like we've received backlash from all those people so usually like and just like To kind of soften the blow for like what happened to you like with the black girls dark skinned girls being a little more aggressive it's because we had to be you know because if you didn't if you showed any inch of weakness like any inch of like the joke hurt you you was automatic it was over for you like they were coming gunning at you and you don't you don't really realize that because am I seeing something or you don't really realize (laughs) it Sorry. You, you don't really realize that because you don't know what transpired before they said that to you, mm-hmm. like what happened to them or what people said to them that made them feel like, all right, this I need to say the joke first. And I've been that person like and I've been that person where I always felt like I had to to make the joke about myself first so that any uh, anything anybody else said after that mm-hmm. it wasn't funny because i was already
0: and if you're not black and you're listening to this and you're having a hard time like understanding oh i see it yeah having a hard I'm- time understanding like what we're getting at imagine being like a bigger girl and you making a like a fat joke about yourself before someone yeah. can say you should lose weight. Being like, oh, girl, I'm so fat. I had a yeah. hard time walking up these steps. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, saying saying something mean or, like, degrading to yourself before someone else can point it out and hurt you first. Right. You're basically saying to them, I already know it. That's literally So don't it. say it. You know what I'm
1: saying? That's literally it. And I was going to say, did you guys see? Um, She's a reggae artist, and her name is Spice. Mm-hmm. And she did uh, her album cover, and she had... Makeup, but it looked like she had bleached her skin, but it was, like, obviously makeup, and it was, like, extremely light. Like, she's probably my complexion, and she was, like... She changed it even lighter than Jordan. Mm -hmm. Like, white, white. And she did it to show, like, the effects of colorism in the communities. And I guess we could take it a little bit outside of the U.S. I was going to
0: say, yeah, it's definitely an international
1: thing. Yeah. I feel like on an international scale, people... And this is outside of the U.S. I'm talking about the Caribbean mm-hmm. and mostly Africa. They they think of us when, the way they think of about us is like the European lifestyle. They mm-hmm. think that the lighter you are, the more successful you'll be. And this you the, may not believe this, but it's legit how people think. Like you yeah. can go to Jamaica, and I would you can have As, people tell you to your face. There's like, a
0: documentary on Netflix. Yeah, there I'm is. not sure if it's still there. I watched it in the there there was like was it I can't remember who it was interviewing, but regardless of the fact, the interviewer was basically like, "Do you know that the ingredients in this can like cause cancer and right. like, you know, can permanently damage your skin?" Right. And the the young woman in the um in the documentary was like, "Yeah, but that doesn't matter to me. What matters to me is how I look right now." Right. You know, so like they're willing to sacrifice longevity of their life health you know what i'm saying for the benefit of looking appearing to be lighter
1: i just and it's just it makes me extremely sad but it also makes me scared because i feel like in the u.s right now i don't feel i don't feel like Being dark skin can hold me back. Like, I don't feel like anything can hold me back, period. That's how I feel about myself. But when you look at America and you look at what America puts out, like on our flyers and on our covers of magazines, it's always appealing to lighter skinned people. Mm -hmm. So, when people in these countries and in the Caribbean are seeing our magazines and our TV shows, they see light skin Mm is the right skin. And I did air quotes around that. So, Let's take for example Black China who came out with the skin lightening cream. Yeah.
0: which she's already light in the first place. Let's
1: start Fake there. Fake light, but But
0: she's not like I wouldn't consider Black China brown, like brown skin. But she was. Was she brown?
1: Yeah. If you look at her old pictures when she was like stripping at Kop like she was brown like, like brown like what like you're brown a little brown but see that's
0: what I'm saying like I feel like I'm so light which is unfortunate but I don't I I feel like I couldn't consider myself brown until I get a tan so that's what I'm saying so like, maybe like with a tan I feel
1: like she's like I
0: don't know <laughs> regardless of the fact it don't matter if she it doesn't matter if she was the the brownest person I've ever seen in my life or light as me. It still makes me sad that she feels in, that she doesn't love herself enough
1: to stay her natural skin color. Right. I mean, I guess she was kind of light, but she was brown, you know. You could and tell she was a black woman. Yeah. Yeah. And it's sad that they felt the need to not only bring out a skin lightening cream, which the person that she she um, collaborated with already had, already has a. A kingdom of lightning creams, like she's known for doing that. Mm-hmm. So she just brought Black China on as like a sponsor. Mm-hmm. But they literally only target like Africa and the Caribbean. Yeah. Like you'll never see it like in America. Like, come get your skin lightning cream yeah. on a billboard. Yeah. Like, cause that's not a thing here. But there, like, it's insane. Yeah, like, it's like in it the store. Culture. Yeah. Yeah. Like everyone is so obsessed with being light, and it's just like it ain't it. Yeah. Period. It's not. It's not
0: like I, I guess my biggest thing is like we have a, um, a culture within goddess culture that self-care and self-love are always at the forefront of what we do. It's at the forefront of what we say. It's at the forefront of what we produce, our products, our podcasts, our when we, we release blogs, when we do events, what have you. And the end all be all to the situation is the way in which you're conditioned to love yourself. If someone doesn't tell you, you know, the way you look is perfectly fine, you're not going to believe it. If you grew up a lifetime, like I can only imagine someone being brown skin and their great grandmother saying, girl, you better put some long sleeves on. You better straighten that (laughs) hair. You know what I'm saying? Right. So that's already conditioning me to think, one, my hair is not good enough how it is. And two, why is it bad for me? to be brown and to get browner in the summer because I live in the South and I'm in the sun. Right. You know, so I would just hope because like we're in a time in society where people are so hyper-conscious that we are telling our little brown girls and boys that they're beautiful the way they are because I cannot... I, I'm, I am really afraid to bring a child into this world because this is going to sound really crazy and I don't care if I think I'm crazy... I only want to have kids with brown skin men because I want my children to like not have the a similar experience to me. I don't want the I don't want people to like left and right be like, oh, you're not black
1: Mm.
0: because I look the way I do. Because to me, that's saying black. If you're if you're complimenting me, you're saying, oh, you have you have such nice hair. Where are you from?
1: Right.
0: Black girls can have hair like me too.
1: You know what I'm saying? And they do
0: or you're so pretty where are you from I'm black you know what I'm saying like I don't want you to take that away from the blackness as a whole blackness comes in different shapes sizes colors like we have to love it all the same and that's I I just don't want my kids to be as light as me and people be like oh you can't be black you're you know what are you I don't want that experience I want people to look at them and know I'm they're beautiful and they're black yeah and don't separate the two I mean,
1: we can all dream because yeah. you're really light, so your kids might be light. <laughs> but it's God, but it's okay it's because they'll they'll have you to be to that, remind them. To be and, that so the, anchor. and I also don't
0: want my kids to be perpetrators if they do come out light or lighter. I don't want them to be perpetrators of the whole light looks better than dark. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like that's not fair and I don't want any anything my kids will get kicked out before they are picking on somebody's child for the way now, they listen.
1: look. Listen absolutely period i feel like and and it gets worse like i've gotten you're pretty for a dark girl which that I, is that, so that's I, so crazy to me. that's why
0: i said like i don't like the separation of black and pretty i hate that yeah you know what i'm saying because you're brown and doesn't mean that you would uh, under normal circumstances you wouldn't be beautiful and what does that even mean what does that even mean like, cuz i could say oh you're cute for a white girl because i don't necessarily look at them. i don't think white is the epitome of beauty if you at ask all. me you know so but it would be wrong
1: of me to say oh you're pretty for a white girl right and what's that what's the scale that they're using to determine pretty and white like what what level do we have to be at for it to be all right you've reached the yeah the the prettiness yeah even even though you're not white right I don't like that so I don't know it's crazy it's so crazy but um we were just watching a vlog about colorism actually and someone on the blog had made a comment that when she put in her geographical location on her facebook all the ads that were popping up, and her her location was in Africa, so she's like African. So she put in like you know the name of her her country in Africa, and on Facebook, all the ads that started popping up was like skin bleaching, buy this to get your skin whiter, and that's targeted colorism. Yeah. So now we have the issue where Facebook is generating Facebook ads have put into like their AdWords, which is AdWords is what you use to make your company appear on someone's like um page. It's like a social media thing. But so like if I search cream and I live in Africa, lightning right, cream will would start pop popping up. up. Or if you if you put like I I'm from Africa, automatically they'll put up lightning creams. Yeah. Or, so like
0: the company will geo target. Like let's right. say I'm, you know, Jordan Lightning cream, right, and I know that people in West Africa use a lot of lightning cream when I spend money on those ads. I'll only send my ads to those you know people. that that place in West Africa, so and that's how she was getting all the shit was coming to her
1: phone right, and it's so sad, yeah, it's so sad to think that this is what people outside of the u s is going through because they think that that's how we think in the u s yeah, like they're literally damaging their skin killing their cells causing themselves cancer like when you bleach your skin right the process is it's like a it's like a cream think of it it looks like perm Mm
0: -hmm. like
1: you know back in the day when people use like creamy crack that's kind of what bleach looks like and you rub it on your skin like your lotion in your skin and then you wrap your skin in like a like a Saran wrap type of wrap. And then you would get dressed and you have to leave that in. Kind of like how you would leave perm in for 30 minutes. You mm-hmm. leave it on for like hours. Mm-hmm. And then you you repeat the process and repeat the process. If you've ever like looked at someone who's bleached their skin before, you'll see like their knuckles are a different color. Mm-hmm. Like the outside of their ear is always a different color. And like their toes are always a different color. And that's how you can, can determine if someone has bleached before. But also... They don't realize the side effects for when you get older. Like I've seen older women who have bleached their skins, bleached ble- bleach their skin when they were younger and the side effects are like your skin gets welts like on it. Like it's so bad. Mm-hmm. It's so bad for you. It's so damaging for yeah. you. It's it's not it's not good at Think all. Think about it this way. Melanin
0: in your skin helps protect you from the UV rays, the ultraviolet rays. Um it helps with like skin preserve skin elasticity so when you hear people say like black don't crack truly it is the melanin in your skin preventing you know the the um oh gosh I can't think of the word I can't think of the word but preventing the I know it remember that stuff I was taking and it broke my face out Mm.
1: what was it
0: collagen oh The melanin in your skin helps preserve the longevity of the collagen in your skin. Right. Collagen keeps your skin bouncy and youthful looking. Right. Which is why white people tend to age. When they age, like you can tell it's more harsh. You know, wrinkles are a little bit deeper. Face may sag a little bit more. But people who have like melanin in their skin, black folks, have the melanin in their skin that preserves the collagen. And it helps keep your skin like still looking more youthful as it can be for an older person when you strip all that out your skin you've one stopped your defense against uv rays and ultraviolet rays there goes skin cancer right you now pull that collagen out of your skin or it's leaving faster than it would have so these wrinkles that you don't want to get popping up like crazy skin sagging all that eyelids drooping yep
1: black marks dark holes it looks
0: yeah your skin can't repair itself as fast so imagine you get a pimple and you pop it and now you're left with that for life for life not just a couple weeks until that thing lightens up like it's
1: there i think i think one of the main things that we should focus on like as a united front is ensuring that the next generation doesn't have to deal with the same things that we kind of had to deal with or like Even putting out more images of dark-skinned people in positive Mm light. I don't know who I was talking to about. Was it you? And we were talking about the images that people use to market nowadays. Mm. And it was a company, and they were doing. I think it was Christmas. Christmas like family outfits, and the first family was like a regular family, two parents, two kids, Caucasian, and then the next family was like two males uh and like their child caucasian and then the last family was like a mother and two kids and they were dark-skinned so even though it may not have been intentional mm-hmm. you've already put in the face of people black women dark-skinned women mm-hmm. and there's there are single mothers mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying we have to be more intentional about the things we put out into the world this is why it's important for have to have a diverse team yeah not exactly. only one black person, a couple black people, a and couple
0: not only black people who work as coordinators, right? But black people who are making decisions, yeah. Black people who are in a position to say, get a black family in this commercial, yeah. To say, it doesn't only have to be a, a black mom, a white dad, and a mixed baby, right? Not that that imaging isn't important to somebody, but I've noticed that like a lot of companies, when it's they important. try to include diversity. It's bringing a black mom and bringing a a, a mixed kid. You know what I'm saying? And that's all well and fine. But also diversify it. Right. The next commercial y'all have doesn't have to be the same thing. Bring in two black parents.
1: And we could prevent some of the situations that we go through in this world if we had diverse teams. Yeah. And it's not only black people that you need on the team. You need an Indian mm-hmm. person. You need a Hispanic an Asian, person, an yeah. Asian person. You need your team to be diverse because silly things that happen like the Pepsi commercial with, with Kylie Ke- Kendall Jenner. Jenner like, thinking, why would that have ever who, been appropriate? Who was on that team? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Who, yep. The H&M um, flyer with the boy with the, the coolest mon- Who Who was on that team? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We need to have Everybody have a diverse team because at this point we're America. We're too developed, and ignorance is no longer an excuse. It's really not. You can't
0: be white H&M and say, canceled. "Oh well, I didn't know that that was something that you know people might think is offensive." And you, well, I understand if it happens, but on a large scale like that, it's inexcusable. Absolutely, ha- like we companies can't keep messing up and saying, "Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't know that would offend you." Right. That means that you need to put people in places that can prevent the embarrassing. Things, the offensive things, before
1: they even get to the larger media. Absolutely, and put putting black African American people, dark skinned people, in positions that aren't stereotypical. That yeah. continues the stereotype. The of director
0: them. of urban marketing, like, like what? No, yes, glad for him, he or her, him or her, who made it to that point, and she should be the you know somebody of color should be the executive director of marketing and content that can direct the people underneath you know because they can only control their one facet of the business but if I'm black and I can see okay this message we're about to put out this ain't it maybe a little offensive maybe we don't do that yeah try again I could prevent a lawsuit I could prevent millions of dollars being lost because people no longer want to shop at my establishment H&M
1: yeah Because we are over you. (laughs) We are over all of y'all. And I don't know. Just to wrap it up. Keep your kids close. Yeah. Keep your family members lifted up. Tell your people you love
0: them and that they're beautiful and they don't have to seek approval from anybody else ever if you notice that you know your child someone's picking on your child build them up like yeah. alex l with the sticky notes and her daughter writing like affirmations to herself i'm beautiful i'm smart i'm kind right. you know uh, i'm nice and you put them on your mirror and you have your child recite them every day if they have to right you know don't pit anybody against
1: each other especially not under the guise of color absolutely And also, it's going to be a little more work. But if you have a child that's dark skin or African American in general, and they're in a white space, ninety percent of the their week, go out of your way and bring them to a a brown space. Yeah, for at least a little while. Let them. Bring them them to an Alvin Ailey show. Right. (laughs) Bring them. Bring them to hang out with their cousins. Like, make sure you don't cause that divide for them, for so that they, so that when they get older, they're not like confused about their identity mm-hmm. there's so many positive dark skinned women like so many I can go Michelle Obama like um from How to Get Away with Murder I love her you asked me too fast Yvonne
0: Orgy from uh, Insecure right Issa Rae <laughs>
1: everyone yeah there's so many Angela Bassett people that you can expose your children to so that they see that dark skin is in yeah you know and
0: yeah and one last thing if you're you're white or or not black stop asking people how their hair gets this way yeah and don't touch my hair yeah don't touch nobody's hair I'm tired of hearing so what do you have to do to get your hair like that
1: oh my god! one
0: mind your goddamn business but two (laughs) put water on it
1: like (laughs) (laughs) no seriously but yeah that's colorism and we touched on like diversity too so maybe this is colorism and And diversity. diversity but um Yeah, moving on. Yeah. All right. Fresh face today. I'm going to tell you guys about my new problem. So I used to do the individual lashes from Jordy's Place. And yeah, I cannot add another payment to my list of payments. So I decided to go back to the strip lashes. But instead of doing like the regular strip, I was like, I'm going to be fancy. I'm going to get the mink strip Mm -hmm. lashes. Mm Mm-hmm. So I went to Sephora, and if you've been to Sephora, you know that they now have a... Oh,
0: thank you. Yeah.
1: If you've been to Sephora, you know they have um, Lily Lashes that they collaborate with to sell their lashes inside of Sephora. And they are, guess how much? Yep, you guessed right. $30 for one pair of lashes. So you can only imagine my excitement when I purchased my first pair of Lily Lashes, and I got home, and I was like, ooh, I'm about to put these on, and I'm going to look... Cute. Mm-hmm. No. I take them out the box and what happens? The lash rips off of the the um strip. The strip that it's attached to. Okay, so this is not five dollar lashes. This is not Walgreens lashes. You can't just throw these away and buy another one. So I went back to Sephora and I was like, hey, these rip. They were like, we don't return lashes. I was like, that's cool, but you're gonna give me my money back, or mm-hmm. you're gonna give me a new pair of lashes because these were $30. God bless Sephora. They gave me a new pair of lashes. I went home. I put them on. And I hated them. I hated them. They're so heavy. They don't... They didn't fit my eye. And I know... know, they're like like too long, right? They're way too long. Yeah, they're huge. But like, I don't know anyone's eye who's that... Who's that... It's that long. Period. (laughs) Like, they could have done it a little more realistic so that you would have to just clip this two sides of the ends and just, you know, adjust it. It was just way too long for me to even like... Figure out like where I should cut, and when I finally did, it was way too heavy, and not only that, it just didn't look right. Yeah. So if you're going to buy mink lashes, I would say don't. At least don't spend that type of money. Not $30. there are so many
0: companies nowadays who make those yeah. mink wispy. Yeah. You know lashes for 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 the low. Yeah. You can buy some ten, some five, some. yeah lashes and try
1: a few out and that's what I did so I bought lashes recently three pairs mink lashes they were $5 each for Cyber Monday and they're amazing Um, I'm still going to test out the last two so I can give you guys a positive review on them before I like out here shouting out stuff and I only wore it for like an hour so definitely don't spend $30 on Lily Lashes they robbed me period and the brand was Lily Lash Mykonos style skip it Period. <laughs> and for self care, we went to a spa. So yeah. for my birthday, we went to a spa in Palisades Park called King Spa. You want to tell about your experience? Because I've been before, so.
0: Mhm. Sure. So let me start by saying you go and get this little pink outfit, then you get butt naked. Basically. And if you're not comfortable, and it's not, it's, it's separated by gender. So, but if you're not comfortable, with your titties out in front of your friends. Yeah, this ain't a spot. <laughs> this like try going by yourself first. Yeah, you know, and get used to. But to be quite honest, nobody cares about what you look like. Nobody's nobody's looking at even you. looking at you. First of all, these ladies are in here with their body scrubs, yeah. trying to get trying to wash their sins away. Okay, seriously. Like literally, you walk in, you get completely undressed, you go take a shower because obviously they want you to be clean. If you're like moseying around in the spa all day um there's a shower section there's a place to get like really intense body scrubs and then there's a there's like pools like hot pool cold pool Mm uh and there's also a steam room so that's like the first section after you finish getting clean which i appreciate that about that place you go back and put on your uniform and then you um walk through a hallway up the stairs and there's all these different saunas that you can go into they're different temperatures they have like infrared lights and one has like gold on the inside there is a amethyst like lounging section. There's a place for you to watch TV, a place for you to eat, a place for sleep. you to go to sleep. You can get facials, massages, manicures, pedicures. pedicures. You can get hair your done. hair done. Like literally a complete, like a full service spa. Yeah. The cool part about it is, you can stay there for twenty four hours. Twenty four hours. I mean, we were there for like what four hours, mm-hmm. four and a half hours, something like that. But you could. There's places for you to sleep. There's places for you to do your homework. Mm-hmm. To just sit and chat, like, it's a beautiful experience. It I is. had a good time. I, I was a little skeptical about having my ass out in front of everybody. Yeah. But then I realized nobody was looking at me. Nobody. So,
1: yeah. And it's a Kore- It's a Korean-style spa. So, mm-hmm. like, apparently in Korea, they take their spas very seriously. That's why their skin looks so nice. Amazing. Yeah. And they're literally, it's, it's majority Korean people there, but no one is looking at you. Yeah. At all. Like, this is, like, my third time there, and I'm, like, I love it. I wish I could stay longer. Like, the first time I went, I stayed for a really long time, probably, like, six hours. And I was, like, when I left, I didn't even want to go. Yeah,
0: it's one of those places, like, where you really don't want to go. <laughs> and you can get so Groupon boring. so that the, the entry fee is cheaper. Yeah. Honestly, that's probably, like, I spent, um, it was, like, $30, $35 mm-hmm. on the Groupon. And then I paid, like, $65, maybe 70 because I tipped mm-hmm. for, um... My pedicure, one of, first of all, it was one of the best pedicures I ever had. My feet felt like baby's feet, but it was like total like ninety bucks, ninety five right. bucks. The best ninety five bucks I spent.
1: Yeah, and I definitely did a a full body massage, which I kind of always do. But I'm definitely doing that next time. Oh my gosh! Yeah, phenomenal. Like and the body scrub. Oh yeah, I need a. And they have the the vaginal steam too. Oh yeah, they have all that. They have everything. Mm-hmm. So we recommend it. It's called King Spa in Palisades Park. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Oh, my God. That's chatty. it. That's <laughs> it. That's it. It's a wrap. Oh, my gosh. So, our getaway number three will be dropping soon, guys. I'm so excited. You have yeah. no idea we are going international.
0: Yeah. I mean, it was time. It's about time. It was time we took it up a notch.
1: Up three notches. Yeah, we've honestly. been
0: working really hard to get this stuff popping. Puerto Rico's coming up.
1: Oh, my God! So, we're
0: so excited for the women who are joining us. Um in puerto rico january 31st to february 4th can you believe thank you again for trusting us with your travel experience um two sold out trips
1: so far yeah god is good man
0: if you want to talk to us up close and personal you can meet us in the chat room oh yes um we have a group me where we have we host weekly conversations so on thursday we have a goddess chat which is or goddess talk which is similar to what we do on the podcast but you all are a part of the conversation we ask questions we answer them openly and honestly anything that's said stays in the chat and we really create a space where people can be comfortable speaking on what you want to talk about and it's it's co-ed there are guys in there too they are
1: and they definitely right back so yeah
0: and respect the women's opinions so. and we can
1: we can put it back in the bio now because we got the gort thing. yeah so it'll be in our bio when you guys hear this yeah. so definitely join or you know you don't even have to speak if you just want to like see, read what and the listen com- and yeah. see what the conversation's about mm-hmm. feel free to join
0: all right is that it
1: yeah that's it hope you guys have a happy holidays yes. hopefully we f- will film next week before christmas <laughs> one more before christmas <laughs> at least but if you don't hear from us
0: (laughs) Merry Christmas Merry Christmas and Happy New Year and Happy New Year